0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi and today is Friday, July 15th, 2016 and you guys are listening to episode 266. Uh, unfortunately, I'm doing this podcast for a second time because apparently the laptop and all of the the disc was full and I didn't have enough volume so I did a great episode 266. I loved the episode. I talked about deep, heavy shit on it. I thought it was really good. Uh, Some funny, unacceptables. Everything was good. And guess what, everybody? The volume only started after like 40-something minutes in, and I have no idea why. Uh, So I had to delete a bunch of things and get a bunch of space. Uh, And uh, now I'm doing this basically for the third time I'm trying to do this podcast. Uh, The good news for you guys is I have a lot more stuff to talk about, have a great show, and uh, it's basically a rehearsed show, well not really because there's more stuff to talk about and I never really know exactly what I'm going to say, but I have did the first part of this podcast already, so I'm frustrated which gives me a little angst which will make me a little fired up today, Uh, okay, so hopefully, hopefully this will be out, it is early Friday but it should have been out yesterday, I was excited to get it done uh, early on Thursday, and uh, instead, I have to redo this fucking thing. And it's really frustrating and annoying, but uh, I, that's what you get when you don't have a producer or some Indian guy helping you out, knowing what the fuck they're doing, because uh, I don't. I know how to talk into a microphone, try to make people laugh, and uh, talk shit. But I don't know how to fucking make ram space or fucking gigabytes disappear or a startup disc that's full i just deleted files and hopefully that's gonna do it if it doesn't do it i'm gonna be really really pissed off all right however i have a lot of stuff to talk about today uh saw a movie gonna talk some sports the new knicks uh the ufc 200 i want to talk about I have uh, some unacceptable stuff uh awful stuff that uh, happened in france and all kinds of racial tension going on. We're going to talk about all kinds of shit like that. Um, but it's going to be a good show. A lot of stuff to talk about. So sit back, relax, wherever you may be. In your car, in your cubicle. All right? Just sitting around a fire, smoking a stick, listening to your favorite comedy podcast, The Versi Effect, because it's what it is. You know it. I know it. Uh, relax and enjoy. T-V-E episode 266. But first, of course, before we get into the show, gotta shout out the sponsors. Go to gonzofame.com for your favorite comedian interviews. The most in-depth and best interviews with comedians of today, of tomorrow, household names, funny comedian himself, Dave Gavry out there in Chicago, runs a great site, usually interviews comics uh, when they come into the Chicago area, but uh, definitely check it out, if you're a comedy nerd, you will love GonzoFame.com, so please check out that great, great comedy interview uh, website, also, of course, City Living Dog, and CityLivingDog.com with Coach Mike Coach Mike is truly one of the best dog trainers in America. He uh, has amazing YouTube clips, which you guys can see. you got to check out all of his social media, to be honest with you. His social media is um, amazing. On his uh, Facebook, go to City Living Dogs. You could go to his YouTube channel, like I said, which is amazing. Um, He's got Instagram. So please check out City Living Dog Services and CityLivingDog.com and Coach Mike. Um, you know, the one, the one video, he's got a video of like this chow chow or whatever, just split his lip open, bit his face. It was like a vicious dog. And he fucking in 10 minutes had the dog sitting there like a choir boy. Unbelievable. Uh, not only what he does with the dog, but in the time he does it and how he knows what the family wants and needs and how to get the dog to tailor the dog to the family, he does it with patience and confidence and and it's it's amazing. So please check out citylivingdog.com and coach mike and all of his social media outlets. And uh, the latest uh, sponsor for the Versie Effect podcast is Drink More Good and drinkmoregood.com. Amazing new uh, new dr- uh, drink product that's just going to it's taken over the country. It's going to be it's insane. I'm so happy to partner up with these guys. Drink More Good is uh, basically what the, the product is they, um, they produce handcrafted syrups and mixers uh, from real organic ingredients like hand-crushed uh, herbs and spices, fresh organic ginger, fresh organic citrus. So you mix with your seltzer water, um, how you want it. It's like a healthier version of soda, but you get to choose how sweet you want it or not. And it's all from stuff with no preservatives, no high uh, fructose uh, corn syrup, uh, nothing artificial. The shelf life on Drink More Good is uh, at least eight months and, unop- and that's refrigerated. Okay. Unopened up to two years. A 12 ounce bottle does uh, 12 to 24 servings. Uh, A two-ounce bottle does two to four. It also has cocktail recipes on the side of the bottle, um, so you can make amazing drinks with it. Also use it for cooking, uh, using the syrups and marinades, glazes, and baking. They have a retail store. and production kitchen located at 383 Main Street in Beacon, New York. These guys are amazing. I'm excited to be working with them, and people are catching on. And if you like to drink refreshing drinks like I do, seltzers, you know, the, you could just make it your own way with these amazing, amazing flavors. Okay, so go to drinkmoregood.com. You could throw the discount code GoodMaker for 20% off. Um, and they actually, in the last three years, um, they are doing a uh, philanthropic mission. Um and in the last 3 years they've raised $26,000 uh for their partner nonprofit generosity.org where they funded 5 uh water wells through Ganda, Uganda and Haiti. All right? These guys are awesome. It's an awesome product. It's amazing drink that uh, I hope everybody can check out. Go to drinkmoregood.com. Good Maker in the prom, for the promo code for 20% off. And please tell them that TVE sent you. All right. And of course, All Things Comedy. Go to All Things Comedy, uh, allthingscomedy.com for your favorite comedy podcasts. Go to All Things uh, records where you could see the uh, Paul Versi United, the stand album, Giannis, my friend Giannis Papas just put his album out there called uh, Let's Be Giannis, it's a great, amazing stand-up comedy album, you could check that out, uh, he taped that from Wisconsin, uh, and uh, it's a great album, so check that out, and follow All Things Comedy uh, at All Things Comedy on Twitter, okay, now, I see that the, the volume is working, I'm afraid to hit stop, So I'm going to just keep going, and if this thing doesn't work, I am going to freak the fuck out. Okay? That's what's going to happen. I hope that doesn't happen. It seems like everything is working good, and uh, I am happy about that. A lot of stuff to talk about on the show, guys. A lot of, um, uh, I mean, look, there's a lot of unfortunate shit going on. And, um, but I I did hear some people on the, on the radio talking about it and it was, uh, logical thinking and it was, you know, thinking what I call thinking in the gray, you know, thinking in the gray is, is not black and white. A lot of times when people talk about serious issues or politics or things like that, they, they only go one way. It's black or white, you know? And if you guys listen to my show and you know how I am, uh, you know, I am a, um, Spoken out, registered, independent. If I see something I don't like, I I do not vote for the less of two evils. I don't believe in that. I believe in voting for something that you actually fucking believe in. And I believe in listening to both sides and coming up with a logical uh, medium because I don't think half the people are crazy. That's just how I am. Uh, I think that everybody has good points. I think some people are crazy. I think some people are fucked up. I think some people can't be reasoned with. But I'm not a one-sided, you know, I'm not a one-sided guy with things like this. And, you know, once again, this racial tension is, um, it's crazy. You know, what's going on right now and uh, just the violence and the the, the senseless killings, uh, police killing innocent, um, you know, African American men, and and then the retaliation on innocent, good police officers. Uh, it's really fucking sad, and it's it's awful. And uh, just want to say that uh, for me and my podcast, heart goes out to everybody, the the cops that lost their lives, the the um, the innocent uh, victims of awful p- police brutality and uh, just unbelievably unlawful, senseless deaths and killings, which is going on, and the sad part about the whole thing is that, you know, now good cops have to worry, and now people that aren't doing a crime and just sometimes won't just put their hands up, but they got to worry now, you know, I mean, I saw a video of an African-American dude put his hands up went down on his stomach himself and put his hands behind his fucking back. He laid on his face and put his fucking wrists on top of his fucking ass, face down in the concrete, and fucking seven cops rushed him and beat the fuck out of him. I mean, that shit has to stop, okay? You know, and, and the nice thing is now cops are calling out other cops. And I think that that is something that's starting to happen because they realize that their lives are being put in danger. I heard a police officer talking, and the police officer was like, Look, you know, one thing that's rough is if we're in a neighborhood that's 95%, and this was an African American cop talking, but he goes, Every th- If you're in a neighborhood that's 95% black and Hispanic, that's gonna be the people that you know you're really going after because that just happens to be that neighborhood. So that now, if the media sees that and somebody is acting like a criminal and the police do that, it just makes it elevating elevated and scary for fucking everybody. It's really fucking sad. So, you know, I, I think it's good that the good cops are stepping up and saying, look, this guy's a fucking asshole. You know, fuck this brotherhood of cops. If you're doing illegal shit and killing people, the shit's gonna stop and, uh, and all, and, and vice versa, you know, there's definitely criminals doing shit, there's definitely cops that are doing their job that look bad sometimes because of this, and that's because the fucking media is a bunch of pieces of shit, you know what I mean, the media is, is the absolute worst, you know, uh, they, they show things, there's never backstories, you know, they show pictures, but never like the right picture, you know, I remember that Bill Bird did a funny joke Bird did a funny joke about how like whenever somebody dies you always see a picture of them like blowing out candles at a birthday cake. Well that's what the media does with everything you see somebody dying and whether it be a cop or an innocent or an innocent person who, who died because of a fucking criminal cop. Well, whoever it is that you see die it's always some different picture than like when it happened you know, it's always some picture of them, like, either younger, or, it's just fucking bullshit, man, you can't even go by anything the media says, because the media likes to sensationalize everything, um, and, uh, it's just awful on both sides, it really is, and, uh, There is no black or white, guys. There are cases where cops are killing innocent people. And then there are cases where cops are doing their job and they're looking bad because, you know, this thing is getting escalated. It's on on both sides. And the sad thing is people are fucking dying. And I just get tired. I don't talk about it a lot on the show. A lot of people I know are probably like, how come you didn't talk about it last week when the the Dallas shootings with the cops? It's just because I don't want to keep talking about it. It keeps fucking happening. It's sickening. Those people have children. And it's just fucking nuts. But you know what? I feel like if there, this is a platform that, you know, a lot of people listen to my show, uh, you know, not millions, but, but you know, many thousands of people listen to the Verzi effect. And if that, if it can help people listening to me or whatever, I don't know what any little fucking impact I can make. You know, what do I know? I'm a fucking comedian. I tell jokes at night for a living. And, but I could tell you that, um, That at the end of the day, it's just loss of life that's senseless. It's just another daughter or son without a dad. It's just another father or daughter without a son or daughter. It's just, um, you know, a mother or father without a son and daughter. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And uh, ambushing and retaliating doesn't work and, and, and all these different things because, you know, you just don't know who's innocent and who's not, and people are just fucking dying. So it, it is. It's a tough time right now for for you know for families and and f- with the race thing and everything. You know, it's it's just really fucked up, and it doesn't have to be. You know, I was at a gas station the other day, and uh, I know this is gonna sound corny or whatever, but I figured it was something poignant to talk about. I was going down to the city doing a show, and uh, my car was on E. You know, so I needed to get gas, and I pulled into a gas station in Westchester, and of course, right when I pulled there, all the gas pumps are disabled because uh, the big gas tanker was there, like, refilling everything. So I'm like, fuck, man. So I was like, all right, let me at least get to the Bronx, or let me get near the city, and now I'm really on E. Like, you know when you're on E, and you gotta, like, fucking coast? Like, I had, like, to plan this shit out. You know, I really had to plan this shit out, what I was gonna do. And, uh... Yeah, it was just fucking nuts. So I finally get there. I get to this gas station, right? I get I get to this gas station, and uh, when I'm there, there's a African American dude in a Nissan going towards me, and my car is going towards him, and we're on opposite sides of the pump. And this is like right when this fuck... You know, it was a couple days ago. Tension was even higher than it was now. And we're standing next to each other. And I look like a fucking cop. Or or everybody says, I mean, like I could be typecast cop, fireman, New York City guy somewhere, something, you know. And I'm just standing there. And uh, there was like this new sign that doesn't let you get on a left turn on 87 South, which is the major Deegan to go into New York City. So me and the guy like start obviously having a common interest in when the fuck is gas going to be ready to be pumped so what happens is i uh i realize that he's got a nissan and i had a nissan and we just start talking about stuff and i was like hey man do you know how to get back on 80 87 he's like oh you got to go over the bridge and he was just so nice and we're just having this good conversation he was talking about his gas mileage on the nissan how he doesn't like it and i said yeah i had a nissan maxima which was a v6 and He's like, yeah, they suck on gas. I was like, yeah, I drive to the city almost every night. And like, we're having this good conversation, dude. And it was just this guy who could have easily been a fucking fray to me or weirded out. And and we just had this great conversation. And it was just like, what? I don't understand. Like, people need to just listen to each other. And it just comes to not being educated or well-traveled or, like, understanding how it works. You know? It's like, people are fucking awesome. And if you just listen to people, it's great. You know? Uh, so I don't know. That's just, I just took it from, I was just like, man, this is like, it doesn't have to be like this. And these fucking asshole cops that are doing this shit, man, need to really stop because there's no reason for, you know, there's no reason for it. But I will say this now, now, now there's a flip side to this because I'm not just going to go with the cops here, okay? Uh, comedian Dion Cole said something. You could go to his, I forgot where he did it. I don't know if he did it on um, Instagram or if he did it on, uh, Facebook, but he just talked about how like some people need to fucking act right around police officers. When a police officer is, wants to take you in, even if they're wrong and it's no reason, okay? Just when they're putting your hands behind your fucking back, don't resist it. You fucking dopes. Like I saw one guy, it was like, there was an Asian guy. There was an Asian guy and a white dude and this African-American cop. And, the, and they're going at this cop, and they're going to the cop. This isn't right. You can't do this. You can't do it. And like the, they were just doing something that they, they shouldn't do. Finally, the cop had it. I said, "All right, dude, you're coming with me." And when he fucking started to arrest the guy and put the guy's arm behind his back, the guy started, uh, you know, resisting. And this fucking officer, UFC, this fucking guy, grabbed him by his torso, threw him up, and smashed him. And it was like, oh! And it looked like horrible police brutality. But I gotta tell you something: you don't fucking resist. That's part of police training, whether they are right or wrong, save your life, save your fucking face and your bones and your skeletal structure, okay, and say, fine, I'm going in, I'm not talking to you, I want my lawyer, make your phone call and you get out of there, you get booked and you get out of there. Stop resisting. Stop talking shit to a police officer. There is a flip side. Now, I'm not saying these cops aren't killing people, innocent people in some situations. They definitely are. I've seen enough footage now to know that there are some cops fucking murdering people. Anybody that denies that is out of their fucking mind. Just watch. There's a couple of them that are fucking ridiculous. Okay? They really are. But there are so also ridiculous. There's also ridiculous other ones where somebody's talking shit. They're resisting, and before you know it, they're getting the shit kicked out of them, and that tape is on the on the news too. And I'm not. This is not for African Americans. This isn't for whites. This isn't just for everybody. Asian, purple, brown, blue, whoever the fuck you are, wherever you are, when a police officer whether right or wrong, wants to book you, don't fight him physically. You're not going to win. Then six fucking blue shirts are going to get out and kick the fuck out of you, you dopes. There's a reason the law allows you to have a lawyer and a phone call. Okay? There's a reason. And if you can't get a lawyer, they will fucking give you one. They tell you that when they fucking arrest you. Stop resisting and stop fighting back. You know, when you get pulled over, I learned hands on the fucking wheel or your hands outside the window so they know you're not reaching for anything. The easier you make it for them, the fucking less shit you're going to get, whether they're a piece of shit or not. I don't understand why that's so fucking hard for people. And the last thing I want to say before I get into my unacceptable, OK, because I'm going to get into my unacceptable here. And uh, but the last thing that I want to say is people, you're not going to win your fucking argument on Facebook. Stop it. Stop it. These people writing these long fucking essays on Facebook about what's wrong with the country and what's going on. You're not going to change somebody's fucking mind. Okay. People are fighting amongst themselves. Well, you know, a family member of mine posted this and I just want to say, and it's like these fights and it's like, stop. You're not going to win. You know, you want to say, "My heart goes out." That was terrible. What I saw, something like that. Fine, but this whole thing, this whole argument of why you're right, this whole argument on, on, on Facebook of why you should vote for Hillary or why you should vote for Trump. You think you're gonna fucking win? It's like my joke about um, bumper stickers. You know, uh, when you put a bumper sticker on your car, who you're voting for, and, I, and the joke is, especially if it's an I hate it, especially if it's an awful car. You know, it's so like a guy in a '92 beat up fucking Dodge Neon. Like, why would I take advice from this guy? He's out, and the joke is, he's obviously been voting for the wrong person for years. But like, it's true. Like, you're not gonna see that and go, ah, you know what? That guy's fucking Trump sticker is gonna make me vote for Trump. Or, that, that 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 Hillary sticker. Now I'm gonna vote for Hillary. No, you're not gonna win. You know what you're doing? You're being an attention-seeking asshole who's trying to fucking bully people or just fucking you know spew out to the world who you're voting for. Shut up. Nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares who you're voting for. You dope. Stop with these long posts on Facebook like you fucking matter. It's unbelievable. I swear to God, dude, it's, it's fucking unacceptable. It's not even my unacceptable, but it, it is unacceptable. So stupid. You're not going to win. It's just to get it out for yourself. If you notice, 90% of people's Facebook posts are for themselves. And I always make sure when I put a Facebook post out there, you know, I mean, I already stopped with the sports stuff. Because I do like to talk shit about sports. I do like to have predictions in sports. And I do like my predictions to be right in sports. Okay? I definitely like that. But I'm not going to fucking, you know, I'm not going to put something out there that's like really just for me. Oh my God. Robbie Slowick. Guys, go to Robbie. It's R-O-B-B. Is it I-E or Y? And then it's S-L-O-W-I-K. And he put this thing on Facebook where he's like holding the signs talking for him. And it was just basically about how the country's in bad shape. But then as he kept going with the index cards, it was more and more about him. And it was fucking perfect. And it's exactly what's happening. It's exactly what's going on. Stop it. All right, stop it. You're not some fucking activist. You know, you're a fucking, on Facebook. And you're you're acting, you're writing all these different things. And you're not going to change anybody's mind self-important assholes. But speaking of, uh, unacceptables, let's get into mine. Then I'll get into yours. we got a lot of stuff to talk about here. Okay. Um, hope you guys are uh, enjoying 266 again. And, and one thing before my unacceptables is this, and this is going to get me a little hot right now, but I do want to talk about this as well. Um, heart goes out to the people in, uh, France in Nice. I heard that, uh, 84 people were killed. I also heard that there are 50 in critical, like some people are barely hanging on. I heard that this morning, that the people, that the 50 people, that it's not looking good for some, which is awful. Um, these people were there with their families uh, to watch fireworks at night in Nice, which is a beautiful thing. And a terrorist group came in with trucks and explosives and did that. And uh, two Americans that they have already documented, a father and his 11-year-old son from Austin, Texas, were killed. Um I heard something on the radio today that I agree with 100% and the guy on the radio said and this was just a morning show guy this is like a regular pop culture fucking you know hey, here's Taylor Swift with fucking you know um wildest dreams or whatever you know uh but he said something he goes isn't it time for just the power I was thinking of this before he said it too Isn't it time for like Obama and the head of France and the head of fucking, i know, throw the Germany guy in there because they're nut jobs, you know, maybe fucking throw Putin in the mix from Russia, you know, get the Italian president, you know, get, get any of the British, you know, get, get everybody involved. And can't, can't we just fucking, these people doing it, like, can't we just put together like an Avengers of military and just fucking wipe them out? You know, enough with your drone strikes, enough with flyovers, these fucking guys know where you're gonna do that, they have intelligence and shit of where you're gonna do that, how about getting some fucking ground troops, the elite of the elite of every fucking good country, or every ally, and just wiping these motherfuckers out, dude, because it's not gonna stop, it's not gonna stop, France is getting pounced on right now, okay, and, and, and some of these people, these affiliations, are gun, uh, shoot mass shootings and shit. Let's fuck it and start wiping some fucking people out. Seriously. And I know it sounds dumb. And I know it sounds, you know, people are going, oh, this sounds Trumpish. No, I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not like that. But when is enough enough? When does it come down to like, all right, look. And they don't even need to announce it. They don't need to announce it. You know? They don't. You get like the sickest Navy SEALs. Okay, You get the badass army rangers, you get the fucking marines, you get whatever special fucking ops they got in France, you get all these fucking guys, middle of the night, dressed in black, high tech shit, and you do the airstrike and the fucking ground game, and you fucking scour the earth for these fucking people. Why don't they do that? I just don't understand just scour the fucking earth, we have the intelligence to find out where a fucking penny is if it's in the middle of the fucking earth somewhere, okay, you know, so, I don't know, it's just, it's just getting to the point where, like, how many fucking innocent people just because of these fucking terrorist groups, you know, they talked about a war on terror, fuck that, man, there's been no war on terror, war on terror, you fucking eliminate people, man, and I know it sounds dumb, but like seriously, at what point at what point does it stop? If if these groups continue to do things and continue to take credit for it, like at what point does it stop? You know? I'm not saying kill women and children, nothing. I'm saying the people having these meetings, planning these things, finding them. Pulling some fucking what was that movie with Eric Banner with the the fucking the games? Jesus Christ, the Berlin games. Um Ah fuck. You know, you know what I'm talking about though. You know, that shit. The Israeli woman was like, oh yeah, we're going in, we're finding out everybody involved, and that's it. I mean, that's that's what you gotta do. All right, let me get into my, uh, let me get into my unacceptables here. My unacceptable happened in Dunkin' Donuts, everybody. I picked my children up from, uh, I picked my children up from daycare and school, and we, we, um wanted to go get a snack, and they were like, ah, I want a donut, and I'm like, I'll take you to Dunkin' Donuts, I'll get a nice tea or whatever, but I hadn't eaten lunch either, so, now this is a two-part unacceptable, because some of it is on me, okay, definitely some of it's on me, so, they get their, you know, their glazed donut, or their frosted donuts, they get their drinks and they go sit down and I get my iced tea and I'm like, I'm hungry, what should I get? I'm not really eating carbs because I'm on the diet. But I was like, an English muffin wouldn't be bad because their English muffins are small there. And then stupid me goes, I'll get chicken salad. So I got bacon on chickens. By the way, this is a little advice from the Effect podcast to you. I don't know if you guys like homemade chicken salad or chicken salad sandwiches, But um, a guy who had like a famous recipe and an unbelievable chicken salad in Westchester that people used to get, just buy pounds of, he told me, you put bacon on it, it's unbelievable. I had it, changed the game. So you're welcome, but bacon on chicken salad sandwiches is crazy, dude. All right? So uh, I decided to get one from fucking Dunkin' Donuts, already a mistake. And there's people ordering drinks, and I waited for my fucking sandwich at Dunkin' Donuts for at least 12 to 15 minutes, okay? Now, I'm not blaming the woman. She was working fast. At one point, like after 10 minutes, I go, yeah, did you get that chicken salad thing? And she goes, I'm sorry, can you give me a second? She was running around like a chicken with her fucking head cut off, doing a great job, by the way, doing an absolutely great job. And I'm just saying, how unacceptable is it that a multi-billion dollar company like Dunkin' Fucking Donuts okay? Can't... Can you get one extra worker to pay? Can you, can you do that around rush hour when people are fucking getting off of work and they probably, if they have any commute, they probably want a coffee? Can you put one other person than this little woman running around making 15 drinks, making sandwiches... Okay, can you, Dunkin' Donuts, can you step it up a little bit since it's one of the most busiest, like, monopolized donut places in the world, pretty much? Can you just get one extra employee? Can you give another fucking $45, $50 a day to a store in New York that's a busy location when people are traveling by it and there's so much traffic? Can you you just add, it's unacceptable that this woman, and I finally got my sandwich, and the second part of the unacceptable is okay, shame on me, it was fucking awful, it was horrific, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't even finish it, it was disgusting, and then I'm saying, I'm laughing while I'm biting it going, this is just as unacceptable as them not having somebody, you chose chicken salad, yeah, can I get a chicken parm from Dunkin' Donuts, do you think that'll be good, I'm an asshole, it was the, how dumb am I to do, yeah, you guys got a good filet mignon in here, can I get in Dunkin' Donuts where you guys are making dough, and fat people eat dough all day and you guys just make dough balls with sugar on them. Yeah, can I get a fettuccine with with shrimp in here? Chicken salad. Am I out of my fucking mind? It was horrific. It wasn't even bad. It was just, ugh, oh, the bacon sucked. It, it sucks. Dunkin' Donut, let's be honest, Dunkin' Donuts sucks. Dunkin' Donuts sucks. I don't care if it's part of your morning. No, but we like it. We go there. It's Dunkin' Donuts is trash. You ever get a fucking iced coffee, light and sweet? It looks like a vanilla milkshake, for Christ's sake. It's shit. Dunkin' Donuts is shit. Okay? The bacon stinks. The eggs stink. The flatbread is always, like, crunchy at one end of it, and the rest is... It sucks. You can't blame the people that work there. They know they suck. That's why they work there. They're supposed to... It's like, uh, what's his name? Matt... Oh, my God. Matt Holt. This comedian, I think it's Matt Holt from uh, Indianapolis, he said a joke. I worked with him in Cleveland. Because it's Applebee's. We're all supposed to be pissed off. We're supposed to be pissed off. It's like, yeah, it's Dunkin' Donuts food, and I got chicken salad. So half the unacceptable is on me, everybody. But can we get a little more help in there, is the point. All right, let's get to your guys' unacceptables. Uh, getting fired up here. Let's see. Oh, okay. Okay. I can't even remember the fucking, all right. All right, let's go here to unacceptable. Uh, Here we go. So this is from Alan Harris, okay? And Alan Harris says, hey, Paul Verzi, been listening to your podcast for a while. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, and then he says some nice stuff, but you guys don't need to hear that. Okay. Anyways, I was going to write you a while back about the neighbors and the, uh, numerous dogs they have had been, they have been collecting, but they found a new home for them before I finished the email. I think I usually take a while before I send an email, but this recent discovery has me triggered. Okay. So my neighbor's daughter is apparently dating a member of the Aryan uh, Aryan Nation. According to the grandmother, she's been injecting heroin and meth together. I still can't see the reason to wreck her high with meth, but that's not the main point. Uh, By the way, I've been clean of all that for a couple years now, and I know how damaging it can be. Well, congratulations on that, man. That's awesome that you're doing good. The grandmother came over to my house this week and talked to me for a good while. The girl, age 19, that's a sin, has been shooting meth and H for a while now and is in deep with this brotherhood. They recently caught uh, his cats. Uh, Caught he cats? Uh, Oh my God! Took caught the cats, put them in pillowcase, then shot them. On top of that, they stole most of their stuff and sold it to pawn shops. Now, I've done this before, but luckily I realized the damage I was causing before I became a big issue and never a neighbor's house. It was all my stuff. You can uh, decide if you want to read that part or not. Uh, I am so pissed at these assholes, but obviously they have guns, so what the fuck can I do? This makes me want to get an AR-15, maybe a shotgun as well. No way in hell are they taking my pets and doing that shit. I will shoot some kneecaps before I let some ignorant fucks into my house. I don't want to start some stupid war, so I figured—I oh, you say so—but some, uh, so I figured I would send this to you. Uh, I'll probably send this to both Verzi and my red-headed ginger brother Billy Burr to see what my favorite comedians think about the situation. I honestly don't know what to do. There isn't a way to get them arrested yet, but I've been thinking about calling the cops, uh, then uh, start shooting at them from a sniper spot in the woods. Uh, Love your advice. I mean, love your awesome podcast. Um, uh, And hope to see you around Chattanooga, Tennessee soon. Hope this isn't too long or illegible. I've been drinking some bourbon, trying to get the courage to talk this shit out. Ajax, uh, AJ, first of all, um, congratulations on being clean and sober, that's awesome and that's the most important, uh, you know, this is something that's touched my family, uh, my brother-in-law, uh, OD'd at 30 years old and it was horrible for the family, tragedy, um, And uh, the second thing I would say is definitely don't start a war. Don't start shooting anybody from a fucking sniper position. That's the last thing you want to do. I do understand your concern for your 19-year-old neighbor and her grandmother, of course. Um, My advice to you would simply be, and I mean this, I I wouldn't start getting involved with this brotherhood and and causing some big thing because you don't want to bring attention on yourself or your home. But what I would do is if you can just talk to the girl the only thing you can do is talk to the girl and if you can get that 19 year old girl alone and let her know the risks and the danger and let her know that you have the experience and you used to use heavy shit um and let her know that she's going down a path that ends in uh you know death or jail and to be honest jail would be better uh for her you know because maybe going to jail is what she needs you know because even though jail sucks you know, the heroin is killing people at an alarming rate. I think 250,000 more, 250,000 more people per year to heroin. That's how strong the shit is. And people think they could use the same dose or, oh, it's uh, the dose is the same, but it's a bad batch. Well, then there's a lot of bad batches. It's a lot of bad shit out there right now. And uh, it's not something to fuck with. It'll kill you. It's killing people. And um, I think getting her and just sitting down and talking with and that's all you can do. And whether it goes in one ear and out the other, that's not on you. You know, that that you're doing your part then. Or talk to the grandmother and say, Can you bring her here? Is there a way you could get her here? I just kinda want to talk to her and find out the best way that you think you can reach out to this girl and let her know that you truly care and that you don't want to see anything happen to her, but she's going down a path that just never has ever ended well. And she needs to ask herself if she's ready and prepared for that, you know? My friend Johnny Hickey uh, introduced us to a girl he was seeing. She was a young girl, maybe 23, something like that. Beautiful girl. Everything in front of her. She died. She OD'd. You know? And it's, it's, it's a shame. And I remember seeing her and saying something to her in Boston like, man, you shouldn't be doing shit like that. And she was like, no, no, I'm all right. You know? And, and you know, but. Saying something will, will help you. So that's my advice to you. Talk to the grandmother, try to figure something out. And, you know, you have the experience, and that should resonate a little bit and see and, you know, and, and do the best you can. Thank you for the submission. And uh, that's terrible, man. Uh, okay. Uh, this one is from Daniel Taylor, old douchebag. Hey, Paul, love the show. Seen you a bunch of times with Billy White Shoes, and I hope to catch you at the stand very soon. My unacceptable is about entitled douchebags. I was standing near the end of the street in my neighborhood which has a stop sign and intersects with a one-way street. Every car that comes to the end of this street must turn right. It can be tricky because you can't clearly see oncoming traffic unless you move forward from the top, uh, from the stop sign to see around the building on your left. So a car comes to a stop sign and pulls forward a bit to see the traffic and is sitting there waiting for a chance to turn. Well, after the car has been there for 10 or 15 seconds, a man who is probably in his late 50s comes walking across the cro- crosswalk where his car is currently waiting to turn. Instead of just walking behind the car, which would have taken only a few extra steps, this man decides to start yelling at the driver, telling him, you're blocking the crosswalk. Everyone stopped to look uh, around Uh, as this entitled crotchery man loses his shit about the car car being in the crosswalk. Uh, There were no other cars behind the turning car, clear sailing, but this douchebag had to be heard, of course he did, and have satisfaction for being uh, wronged as a pedestrian uh, by this driver. So the driver actually backed up a little bit so the guy could walk in the painted area. Uh, Never mind that backing up uh, like that is about the most dangerous thing you can do. There could be somebody else walking behind the car while he was occupied uh, with the old man. Yep, you're right. I just feel like this entitled narcissist uh, are taking over the world. Just like cyclists demand respect in the road while totally ignoring the laws and common sense and uh putting their lives in danger because they are actually the safest uh hold on uh hold on on. putting their lives in danger because they are entitled to the space this old asshole just would not be disrespected as a pedestrian and walk behind the car which is actually the safest move in the situation he was so butthurt and the look of disgust on his face was as if somebody had just spit in his soup So he starts yelling and making a scene like a big baby. It's a symptom of what is wrong with the world as a whole. Yes, you may have the right to the crosswalk, but for everybody's sake, just walk behind the car and eliminate the confrontation. The world would be a better place if everybody did these little things unacceptable. Dan in Vermont. Yeah, I agree. And you said it best at the beginning of the unacceptable. He needed to be heard. That's exactly what it is. He needed to be heard 100%. And yeah, You know, it's like, listen, man, fine. I do it sometimes in New York City. I'm up in the crosswalk. I'm just trying to look. You know, there's nobody behind me. I'm not hurting anybody. There's no reason to start screaming and yelling. Uh, Thank you for the submission. Next one is uh, Robert Thompson, a regular of the Verzi effect here. Uh, My wife took me to St. Augustine, Florida for my birthday. That is tomorrow. Okay, that was a couple days ago. We are sitting at the place called Stogie's. It's $5 for a beer and a cigar. Completely acceptable. Uh, Even though the bartender is a beer snob hipster, uh, it's still pretty sweet. Sitting in the attic with a bunch of candles and low-lit while uh, uh, sharing a stick with my cousin, who I only see maybe once a year. Couldn't ask for a better birthday, Paul. My wife did good. Much love, Bobby T. Uh, P.S. Wrote this from a phone, so sorry if the font is too small. No, it's okay. I mean, the font being small sometimes is an issue, but uh, thank you for the submission. Here we go. Here we go. Another regular, Josh Innocent. What a great last name. You know, I just picture him in court. You know, will the defendant please rise? Mr. Innocent, we have a verdict. Sorry, how many times have you heard that, Josh? Unacceptable parking situation. Here we go. Josh Innocent. Hey, Paul, I thought I'd share this fresh unacceptable. This is long, this is long angry one that I really tried to condense but couldn't capture my emotion, so I'm gonna let everything out raw. Sorry about that in advance. Every day for work, I park on a busy street near a subway stop. Now, I normally wouldn't park in front of a stranger's house, but my friend assured me that it is okay to park in front of his apartment. So I've been parking on this busy street since I've started my new job, no problem. One thing that I've always noticed is that this giant woman would always stare at me uh, down would always stare me down from across the street every time I parked and gave me a dirty look whatever well I guess yesterday was the straw that broke the camel's back I had to park awkwardly because some dick parked incorrectly in front of me and left for work when I came back from work I noticed a note on my windshield that said rude lazy and illegal now to the fellow TV listeners I want to preface what I said next by saying, I am not a bigot by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a black guy who grew up in the early 90s in the outer suburbs of Boston, so I know the deal, and I have always treated people equally. That being said, I grabbed the note and screamed, faggot. That's fucking hilarious. I also saw a parking ticket, so I then screamed, oh, so you're a narc and a fag. This morning, the large woman confronts me and tells me I only care about me and my free parking. She said, you're going to park wherever you want, just like you did yesterday, huh? So, the beast cunt confirmed that she was the one who wrote the note. I repeatedly told her that my friend lives there and said it was okay. We went back and forth for 10 minutes, and I can't get my goddamn point across to hear myself think because of her tiny shit dog barking in the background, acting like I was a trespasser and making a scene. Then this fatso had the audacity to tell me that she has to park up the street when she buys groceries and has to walk to her house and has to walk downhill for 2 minutes. This is how I know America has a serious prob has a serious problem because we have hogs like this who are, who are willing to pick fights with complete strangers because they can't even be bothered to walk downhill for two minutes. And the worst fucking part is that no one ever parks in front of her house. So this dumb, fat, lazy, snitching cocksucker. So she's a dumb, fat, lazy, snitching cocksucker. Wow, Josh, tell us how you really feel going in. It feels good, though, doesn't it? To be perfectly honest, I am legitimately surprised that she is even able to write that note in the first place because three minutes into our shouting match, I could instantly tell that she is the kind of woman that repeatedly chokes on dog food. She's the kind of woman who asks you a question and immediately cuts you off to add their point. One of those, if, I can't, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best women. Looking back on it, I can see why she's mad. But there is no law that says only residents can park on the streets. Also, she is a lazy, jobless, busted up, ugly cunt who hates being inconvenienced by help by by the helping hand of gravity, and I'm mad as hell. So fuck her fat, ugly cauliflower face. Outright unacceptable to new levels, lock her snitching faggot ass up alongside her bitch nigger shit dog. Oh, Jesus, Josh. Uh, companion in the same cage so they could fight for the scraps. I hope that animal decides to eat her dog and then chokes and shits herself uncontrollably. Wow. I hope you feel better. I know I do. That shit made me feel better. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, she snitched you out. You got a ticket. fucker. Good for you. Good for you. Uh... <laughs> Oh, man. Now you're going to be walking feeling good. Like, you got that out. The listeners heard it. That's awesome. Uh, Hope you're well, Josh. Thank you for the submission. Next one, Ryan Gennaro. Another regular. We need some new guys here. Come on, guys. Uh, Sunglasses douche. This uh, one isn't so much as unacceptable as is annoying and douchey. I'm talking about dudes that wear sunglasses behind their head. The dudes who wear those keys on a string around their neck backwards so the keys are hanging down their back. This screams, I'm a, wa- I'm a wannabe jock douchebag. Unless you're on the baseball field and you have nowhere to put your glasses, either wear them or don't. That's hilarious. I'm in my early 20s and haven't seen this since high school, but two minutes ago I saw this douchey-looking jock puffing his chest out with his sunglasses on backwards like he has eyes in the back of his head. I have crazy OCD thoughts like you and wanted to smack the wine bottle Uh, he was holding out of his hand but we all know that's uh, that's uncivilized and wrong so all we can do is imagine how priceless it would be is this me being a superficial and judgmental asshole you bet it is but I keep my thoughts to myself and these dopes walk around thinking they have swag at the end of the day everyone should dress how the fuck they want and not give two shits but you still look like a jabroni If you do that. Uh, Hey, man, look. If you saw somebody and they look douchey with their fucking sunglasses backwards, I like the call out. I like the call out. Uh, Oh, this is from Adam. Unacceptable. Oh, this is a fucking picture, man. I know. Dude, it is. All right, so he sent me this picture of this chick wearing slip-on shoes and she has big, pale stretchy cottage cheese legs and she's literally wearing the shortest jean shorts with her huge ass popping out it almost looks like her jean shorts are so short it almost looks like she's wearing a fucking bikini bottom oh that picture will haunt me forever thank you adam i love how he said i'm not saying shit this can you can explain this one that's great uh and the last one is from james russo and he just put dude And it's a car cutting over in the lane while he's in his car or a truck. Uh, yeah, that looks bad. It's inconsiderate dickheads guys. Thank you for the unacceptables. Please send your unacceptables to unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, thank you guys. I think, was there any on Twitter? I think there was like one or two on Twitter, like literally not many at all. Uh, but I will look right now for you guys. And yeah, please send those over. Uh, oh, shit. Somebody just took a picture and sent it to me of Sidney Crosby. Sid the Kid just came home. And Sidney Crosby at an airport, I think, holding the fucking Stanley Cup. That is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, that's fucking great. Uh, unacceptable. Uh. At uh, it's Josh needed uh knee Nieder- at clown scout needs my father in law comes over my house and sounds like he's sucking off a lumberjack soaked in snot when he chews hashtag unacceptable that's fucking hilarious and gross uh, thank you for the submission uh, Gary L at Gary three 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 letting your bro in law use your new ten person tent. And he breaks it, but doesn't offer to repair or pay for it. Unacceptable. Uh, Yep. Those were some in-law ones, but yes, you are absolutely right. So that's the unacceptables. Thank you, guys. Let's, uh, got some other stuff to talk about. So, um, let's see here. Let's do, let's do... Yeah, let's do sports. We got some UFC two hundred to talk about. The New York Knicks are great. Look, I saw two hundred and I was so into it. I um, ordered it myself. I was home. I wasn't feeling well. I was under the weather a lot worse than I'm doing now, and I um, was disappointed. You know, I thought it was a bad card. You know, I I was entertained, of course, but it just sucked. I thought other than the Aldo fight. You know, and that whole DC thing, that DC and Silva, like I mean, just I mean, give Silva credit, but but like how fucking, just me and Burr watched like two fights while on the phone together, and we were joking. He's like, "Look, this is like two dad bods going at it, just fucking, just flabby guts, just like looks like a couple of guys that got out of a bar." You know, I don't know, man. It was just kind of sad, and you could tell DC like had to beat him, but he didn't want to. He, you know, the fight that he really wants. So yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I thought it was bad. I thought that that uh, that was it. Velasquez and, and Brown fight. I thought that fight wasn't that good. The only fight that I really liked was the Aldo fight. It was cool to see Brock Lesnar, but that wasn't a great fight. I just thought for two hundred, it was a bad card. You know, I'm looking forward to the McGregor. When when John Jones was out, it kind of changed everything. That. The Tate thing, let's be honest, that woman's division was Ronda Rousey's, and when she lost, I mean, it's up for grabs for anybody, because nobody's as dominant as she was, it just keeps changing hands, and, um, you know, I, I didn't buy the whole way, well, I overlooked her, no you didn't, you got you got a better fighter beat you, you know, Misha Tate was prepared, just a better fighter beat her, better fighter beat her, so I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping that 202 will be better. I mean, I watched it. I was entertained. But let's be honest. I mean, I felt bad for the celebrities. And you never say you feel bad for celebrities that pay big money. But, like, you're probably psyched going there and just seeing that. I mean, but Misha Tate being the headlining thing of the, you know, the main event, it's just like, you know, it should have been John Jones. So uh, that's all pretty much, uh, you know. But I'm going to watch the next ones. I'm in, man. I'm fully in. I I, I love UFC. Uh, The Knicks, man, I'm happy. The new starting five, Joakim Noah. That's what I wanted to talk about. Joakim Noah, for you guys that don't know, he came from the Bulls, but he grew up in New York. His lifelong dream was to be a Nick. He was a Nick fan as a kid. Um, he loves Phil Jackson, and he's all he's got all those things now. He said he can't wait to be an animal for the team. They showed a clip of him working out with Carmelo Anthony. He looked great. He said he's going to be a vocal defensive leader. Um, you know, Derek Rose and him are good friends, so I love that. I love that Melo feels less pressure, and he's going to play good. Uh, I think what the Knicks did, Brandon Jennings, KP, uh, I love it. I love it. So I think the Knicks starting five is going to be really good. I'm excited to, I'm excited to see that. Uh, watch the home run derby, man, with my son, and he got into it. I like the new rules where you can get a timeout. You get four minutes to hit as many as you can. That John Carlos Stanton guy, that guy's an animal. He hit like 61 home runs in the home run derby, which is insane. Uh, so that was fun to watch. And I'm going to try to fucking go to a Yankee game next week and maybe try to get into it. I know they're not any good, but I'm going to try. Uh, and uh, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, so I saw a movie. Uh, I saw a couple. Wait, what did what we, the last one? We well, saw Finding Dory. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't love it. I liked it. It's going to get the approval from the podcast. Like, go see it with your family. Like, I'm not going to say wait for the DVD. If I really don't like a movie, I say wait for the DVD. I'm not going to say that. Your kids will like it. It's funny. It's got good parts. I know you guys are going to give me shit for this, but I thought the octopus was doing too much. You know, uh, the octopus driving a truck. I mean, spoiler alert, but, like, when an octopus is driving a truck on a highway, I can't, and my wife was like, Paul, it's talking fish. Can you get over it? It's like, no, I can't. I get it, but like, and I know, but like, it just seemed like too much had to happen in this one for it to all come together. I know I'm nuts, guys, but I don't want to see the fucking octopus driving a truck. I just don't. Uh, but the story was good, there were sad, sentimental parts, and I liked it. So, I liked the movie, but didn't like certain parts, so it's a weird one. Uh, I got also got my son to watch, uh, to go. He's he, my son's into Ghostbusters, so actually, both of my kids were into the first Ghostbusters, the originals, so, um, yeah, the first one and the second one, so I think I'm gonna take them to see the the new one that's out, although I'm hearing bad things about it, um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll see, that's pretty much I got, all I got for movies, uh, but see Finding Dory, I'm just saying, it's just like, if you're the adult that also likes to get into the movie like I do, You know, if you have the selfish reasons of like, ah, I want to see, you're not going to love it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you're going to be like, all right, you know, it's a little much. Okay. You know, but I will say this, and this is a sentimental part of this is that, um, 13 years ago, me and my wife saw Finding Nemo. Uh, and to do it 13 years later with our two little ones, the sequel was pretty cool. Um, we enjoyed it, and, uh, you know, the, the kids just get so much fucking candy and popcorn and all that shit, but we had a good time, so, uh, yeah, and I told you, I, the, I saw the other one, The Big Friendly Giant, saw Dory, we're gonna see Ice Age and Ghostbusters, and, uh, that's the cool part, man, about going to the movies with your kids is they make the movies for the adults, too, that's why I didn't like the fucking octopus driving a truck. Okay, um, What else do we have to talk about here? What else do we have on the docket, everybody? Um, Let's, uh, oh, so I'm going to be, so you guys know that I've never, I don't know if I talked about this, but one place I've never been is Arizona. I've never been to Arizona and I'm going. September 21st, I will be in Tempe. I will be headlining the Tempe, Arizona Improv. And I know it's a Wednesday night, and it's hard to get people out on a Wednesday night, but it's my first time there, and I'm plugging it really early because I want to have a good showing. I want people to come out. So please come out. Come out to um, the Tempe, Arizona Improv September 21st, and then I will be at the Big Pine Comedy Festival in Flagstaff, Arizona from September 22nd to the 24th. And you can see all the venues that I'll be doing on their website, uh, BigPineComedyFestival.com or just Google the Big Pine Comedy Festival on Google and you can see that. Okay, um, so please, Tempe, Arizona Improv, September 21st. I'm going to be doing almost an entire new hour from my album. It's the best stuff I've ever done. Uh, I'm really excited. It's, most of the stuff will be in, uh, in the special, so check that out for sure. Um, and I will be bringing my uh, CDs with me. I don't know if I can bring the TV posters. I'm going to try to get that done, but I'll be there then. Also, me and Joe Bartnick will be co-headlining comics at Mohegan Sun, September 9th and 10th. So please check that out. That is going to be awesome. Me and Bartnick and the Bill Burr Presents the All-In Tour. Bill Burr and the Monday Morning Podcast podcast presents the all-in tour with myself and Joe Bartnick. It's going to be fucking awesome. Check that out. I love Mohegan. Uh, no offense to Foxwoods, but I've always liked Mohegan a little better. just has a better feel, and I've won some money in that casino. When I was a kid, I won two grand in one hand, and I bought a Toyota Tricel, and it lasted me through high school. So I have, it has sentimental value to me. Sentimental. Sentimental? Sentimental value. Um... And then for other dates, guys, just check out paulverzi.com, some more dates. I'm actually doing a whole new photo shoot and a bunch of different things. have some big news coming up, uh, big news that pretty much got confirmed yesterday on a show that I'm going to be uh, doing, I'll give you a hint, doing during football season and a certain network Okay, but I can't give it away just yet because we have to finalize everything. But something really cool should be happening for the NFL's 2016-2017 season, which is pretty cool. So, uh, that's as much as I can give uh, on that. But uh, guys, this has been episode 266. Uh, The other one I did was longer But uh, I got to get this out. It's uh, been too long, and hopefully this one works. Um, If not, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. All right, so please check out my sponsors, gonzofame.com. Go to uh, citylivingdog.com and check out Coach Mike's clips on YouTube. Uh, Drink More Good. Go to drinkmoregood.com for an amazing, amazing drink product, which is such a healthier alternative to soda. Uh, it's awesome, their syrups and mixers are all organic, it's great, and of course, all things comedy, Uh, check me out on Twitter, at Paul Verzi, that is V like Victor, I-R-Z like zebra, I, on Twitter, thank you guys for your unacceptables, please keep sending them in, I would love new listeners to send them in, I will read them, okay, and uh, we will uh, shout you out and do all the good stuff too. Um, Thank you guys. By the way, if you did uh, pay for any CDs or TV posters, they are all on their way. All of them were sent. You should all be getting them or would have already gotten them. We are not backed up at all anymore. Uh, And if you want to purchase one, go to www.paulberzi.com. You can purchase the merchandise there. You can see my dates uh, there the new dates, all dates that are getting added. We're looking to go back to Rhode Island. We're looking to go back to Boston. We're looking to hit up the West coast. Okay. So, uh, it's going to be, we're definitely obviously already going to Arizona and, uh, some cool stuff on the way. So check all that stuff out. Thank you guys for listening. This has been TVE episode 266. Have a great time in between. And until next time I am out of here.